0: These are the tribulations of Paulette. 6 a.m. Dave is already left for work. I get a text from Dolly with instructions to meet her after kid drop off at the Needham Starbucks. It's way out of my way, but Dolly won't go to the local Starbucks anymore after she had a lactose intolerant emergency bowel movement in the one toilet bathroom last fall. On her way out, she had to walk by a long, angry line of local housewives, all wearing black gym clothes. We wondered afterward how it is that our parents made it through life without lactaid and coconut milk. The first thing I notice when I meet Dolly is that she has nails. Extremely long, Very retro, pointy nails. She taps them on the coffee bar as I stare in awe. Big news, she says, I might have a boyfriend. Dolly was reluctant to end her marriage to her cheating celebrity chef husband because she was convinced that no one would want to date a 40-plus gal with a pile of kids. She was right. Dating has proved hard, even though Dolly is in really good yoga shape. We agree that 70-year-old guys who might find us young and attractive are completely out of the question. Looking for a vicarious thrill, I told Dolly that what she needed was a sport affair. As she was going to Nantucket for the weekend, I told her that she should find a muscly carpenter at the chicken box. Dolly followed the instructions well. As she sips her coffee, I learned that this carpenter that she picked up, has been calling her and now wants to come visit in Boston. It's my own fault, she says. I was too good of a kisser. We decide that there's nothing wrong with that. So Bunyan, that's what she calls him, is coming to visit and Dolly is putting him up at the Holiday Inn on Beacon Street. Now on to you, Dolly says. How did Ted make out at the hospital? I tell her that Ingrid, Ted's wife, drove up from new york to bring ted home and that he was fine what i don't mention is that ted has been calling me since the incident sometimes twice a day begging to see me again what would have happened dolly wants to know if you had kissed him i don't know i tell her it's a slippery slope you're not going to see him again she says well we're planning the high school reunion together so i have to see him again i say Next time though, we'll try to avoid the emergency room. Next time, Dolly says, the room to avoid is the one at the hotel. Speak for yourself, I tell her. So what's with the nails? I ask, holding up her hand. Short red is out, you might as well know it, Paulette. Acrylic is back in style. Chestnut Hill Nail. Ask for Lauren B. Nude number one. You'll get a fungus, I warn her. Nah. I'm going to need them for my new career. Neiman Marcus salesperson, I ask? No, I am taking the real estate course. Remember all those jerks I used to get tables for at my restaurant? Well, now I'm going to sell their houses. Dolly then goes on to tell me that she was offered a job as the new assistant to the legendary local real estate broker, Owen Hamish. I am immediately envious. You know, you should get a job too, Paulette, she says. I bet if you can find something to do that won't kill you time-wise, it'll fill that hole and keep you out of trouble. Make you feel like you're worth something again. And you're going to stay out of trouble with Owen Hamish, I ask? My God, he slept with everyone in town. Not with my little carpenter around, she says with a wink. And in an instant, she's gone. Off to yoga yet again. First thing I do when I get back in the car is called Chestnut Hill Nail. Too bad Rosemary, my Russian esthetician who's always in a bad mood, refuses to do acrylic nails. I haven't had them since Duran Duran topped the charts. And I always remember... When they finally came off, my own fingernails were like wet toilet paper underneath them. But who knows? Maybe it's different now. Maybe it'll be inspirational. Two hours later, my fingernails look like I've never done a day's work in my life. Tam, the same gal who did Dolly, has me pick color before I sit down, and I go for a deep orangey red called tomato tart. I got to admit, They feel kind of glamorous. Like Dolly, I tap them everywhere. Tap, tap, tap on my steering wheel. Over to Whole Foods, I tap the meat case. Three pounds of ground sirloin, tap, tap. Pound and a half of wild salmon, tap, tap, tap. Say, where is the Crescent Ridge ice cream? Why, it's way at the end of the frozen food section. Tap, tap, tap all the way down the aisle. As I walk around the corner toward the checkout line, whom do I run into but Biscuit, my really smart English friend, who is set up at a tasting table hocking her homemade organic baby food. Biscuit has more energy than anyone I know, and my favorite part about her is that in true English fashion, nothing much phases her. While I spend time on foolishness like fake nails, Biscuit rides a bike around Cambridge with a big flag on it. She's focused on other, more important things. She doesn't give a rat's ass about makeup, hair, clothes, or anything else that serves no intellectual merit. She cleans up nicely, though. One time, while I was at her house, I picked up a black and white photograph of a beautiful woman in a wedding dress. Perhaps the most stunning bride I had ever seen. Is this your mother, I asked. It's me, darling, she said. I'll try not to be too insulted. Biscuit married an older guy named Ed who is in his 60s. Ed had the good fortune of being able to retire on dot-com money in the early 2000s. But then he watched most of his dough go down the drain in 2008. Hence Biscuit's call to action. Ed has no intention of reviving his career and spends most days in a duck blind with a shotgun. After a big day out in the wild, he sits on his front porch in Cambridge playing acoustic guitar with the carcasses of his kill hanging around him. Picking buckshot out of our teeth is a ritual Dave and I have come to expect after a delicious dinner at Biscuits. The most amazing thing about Biscuit is that she found the time with six kids, to start this organic baby food company, which she calls Berry Good. This lends credence to the fact that the English are a much heartier breed of people than we are. We should be so lucky. Biscuit just never stops. And now, here she is in her white lab coat, offering samples during the morning rush at Whole Foods. Paulette, I was going to call you, she says. I'm up against a production deadline, and my sous chef went into labor this morning, so she can't come to work tomorrow. Could you possibly come to the commissary and help me? Bingo. This is what I've been looking for. A job. Casual clothes, darling, comfortable shoes, and I'll give you the rest of the gear when you get there. I get the address and skip out of Whole Foods. Dolly was right. A job gives you a purpose. And this is great for me, because I love to cook. Dave seems thrilled when I tell him, but all my kids want to know is will I be picking them up at school and does this mean they can have pizza for dinner again? The next morning, I show up at the very good commissary in Everett right on time. Biscuit is delighted, and she outfits me with a very official-looking white lab coat, a shower cap for my hair, booties, and plastic gloves. She sets me up at food processing station number three, where I'm to pulverize onions that will end up in the chicken little chicken entree. The food processor I will operate is large enough to manage about 10 pounds of vegetables, which I have to peel and chop into chunks before they hit the processor. Music is blaring, and the very good commissary has a really groovy, breezy feel, just like biscuit. The one thing groovy biscuit forgets to give me, however, is protective eyewear. Chopping so many of these intensely strong organic onions quickly turns into a tearful ordeal. My eyes drip uncontrollably. I wipe my nose on my lab coat until finally I can't take it anymore. As I pull off one of the protective gloves to better wipe my eyes, I am shocked to notice that an entire acrylic fingernail is missing from my thumb. I turn the glove inside out. No sign of it. Feeling slightly queasy now, I look down inside the open top of the massive food processor, just in time to see Mr. Tomato Tart acrylic fingernail in rapid counterclockwise orbit, well on its way to becoming a very colorful, albeit inorganic, part of Biscuit's baby food. Hey, Chicken Little, I say to the inside of the food processor, there's a new garnish in town. Baby, what the hell are You're listening to the very cool sounds of Mr. Baby Eric Fontana. next time, the man from Nantucket. Till then, ta-ta.